some TV shows and movies are really great Well some are maybe better left on the plate Spend a thousand years picking through the rubble And what if there's a podcast that can save you the trouble So pop some corn, stir up a martini It's What Are You Watching with Chris Mancini Hey friends, so doing something a little different with these next two episodes, we had a super mega special edition discussion with Steel Saunders about Star Wars and some other things, so I decided to break it up into uh, two episodes, there was so much there, and then I thought, hey, two episodes, that puts me like ahead, like by one, this is great, it'll really help my scheduling over the holidays, and then um, two other guests canceled, so the world of podcasting. So uh, ended up being ahead by one and then behind by one in the span of two hours. So anyway, this is part one. Uh, Part two will be uh, next week. So enjoy and uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, friends, welcome to What Are You Watching? I'm your host, Chris Mancini. This is the show where we interview comedians and entertainment pros and find out what the people who make entertainment are watching. A couple quick company updates. The Quiet Journeys of Professor Atwood's first soundscape album, The Virtual World, is in production and will be available in the next few months. Like I said, Ron is working on it, but he has an assembly edit that's about three hours long. So uh, we'll be cutting it down and curating it uh, nicely. And I'm hoping it'll be a cool companion piece to help you chill out and relax, just like the podcast. And Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master Volume 2 is looking great. Send some updates and, and some new panels to you guys in Patreon and also in Kickstarter. Can't wait to get it to you guys. Fernando's working hard on the pages, and like I said, they look amazing. I'll also have more info for you about the long gone far away graphic novel re-release, although signed copies are still available in the store right now. Also, folks, uh, please join the Patreon White Cat Adventurers Club, where for only five bucks a month, you get early access to this show and also a bonus episode every month only for members. This month, Neil and I talk a little bit more about Dune and some of the other weird things he's been watching, along with a documentary about the Dune movie that never got made. You also get early access to other podcasts like the Storytelling Comedy Relaxation Adventure Show, The Quiet Journeys of Professor Atwood, Barring Any Travel Delays, and also uh, other bonus content, like I said, sneak peeks at the artwork from the graphic novels, uh, some news, and occasionally a poll. Like I said, the member tier started only five bucks a month, and the shout out tier is 25 a month with a few in between. Uh, and it helps tremendously. Go to patreon.com slash Entertainment. And speaking of comics, this episode is sponsored by Tiny Wizards, a new comic book series about a super small size world of wizards and their magical fast food fights. The debut issue from artist Dean Beattie and writer Evan Burgoon is available now as a lavish prestige format book for just $13.99 at tinywizards.com. That's tiny-wizards.com. Makes a great Christmas gift. And White Cat Entertainment listeners get free shipping when using the code WHITECAT at checkout. So make sure you check out that sponsor as well. So... Folks, I'd like to introduce my guest. He's someone I've known for a while. Always a pleasure to have on the show. Um, Also, just love kind of hanging out and talking to him, whether it's Star Wars or movies or anything else. Uh, He's a comedian and a podcaster and someone I go to if I literally have any Star Wars related questions Uh, in the middle of the night. Sometimes I'll text him and say, like, wait, um, uh, Palpatine, really? Are you sure? Is there another Easter egg that I missed? Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Steel Saunders. Steel, how are you? Hey, you guys. Hey, Chris. How you doing? <laughs> good, good. And I haven't had you on the show for a while, and uh, so I wanted to catch up a little bit. Now, you're still doing your um, Steel Wars podcast. Um, what else have you been up to? I've just been bunkering down in L.A., and uh, doing the Steel Wars podcast, and I do been doing a, a little bit. We're trying to get back in the swing of things to do. I love Green Guide Letters um, remotely. That was a fun show. Yeah, well, we've done a few new ones, and it works over like the technology now. Is sort of, it's it's a lot easier to do like comedy stuff over Skype or you know live stream or whatever you do it with. Because before, too many chords. Yeah, yes. Do you know what I mean? So it was, if you had to set up your setup, your computer and other people to do it via video, the stress of getting all that set up, you had no energy at the end to like make people laugh at the end of your sentences. And every uh, episode had a 50% success rate technologically. Yeah, brutal. No buys. So uh, t- technology has now jumped up, arrived, has met me with my um, being on the other side of the planet from where the uh, I Love Green Guy Letters podcast is is based. And, and if you don't know, it's uh, we re- review complaint letters to the uh, TV guide. That's the uh, that's the short way to. Don't worry about what it's, the name means. Just it's we review complaint letters to the TV guide. So um, now to, to also add to the flavor, you do them in the voice of the person, how you think they might've actually written it. If I remember correctly as well. Yes. There's, and they're always a, a high pitched shrieking person for some reason. <laughs> oh, that, that, cause it's this, this show in Australia called media watch. And it's sort of like on our version of PBS, which is called ABC. Which is very confusing, but um, they've got this show every Monday night where they bring up, you know, issues in the media where people got it wrong, apologies that were made or should be made, and um, they'd read out letters, like, like um, a man or a woman would read them out, like the complaint or whatever, and it wasn't quite in an annoying tone, but the text had an annoying tone. So I, I I brought that back out. But the weird thing was I didn't do an episode of the podcast for like two years because I had a child and um, was on the other side of the world. And I hadn't done the voice for all that time. And I, I, I couldn't even bring myself to practice it. So I had to just see if it was still there mid-podcast. And, and, and i got to tell you, Chris, don't worry, it's there. It's there. <laughs> Excellent. It's, it, you know, it's like riding a voice bike. <laughs> it is. And, um, well, in what age would it be where an Australian can't sound annoying, John? I mean, yeah. it's, <laughs> a lot the of things funeral? have changed, I, uh... people, but not that. <laughs> so now, Steele, as an Australian living in the States, specifically in Los Angeles, you've been here for a couple of years now. Is there anything that, like, you really miss about Australia? It's a long time. <laughs> I, I, I've been here for the longest years. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you've been for the extended years. I'm like, well, it's still under 365 days, yet they're longer. They're longer. Mm-hmm. You were here for the long years and still are. But uh, 
Um, what is it? Is there something that you miss or something that you're like, you know what? I just can't get used to this. Um, the, the things I miss, uh, I actually, we just booked tickets back to Australia today. Like, like this morning. So I am like, I might start crying. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I haven't, I've, we've been locked out for, uh, you know, almost two years. So it's been a long time between visits. But the thing I miss, like I miss my family and, and all that stuff. Let's just, mm-hmm. all good. But fish and chips in Australia is a, um, a total different game than in America. Uh, America doesn't know what they're doing with their fish and chips. But in Australia, there's, there's delicacies like calamari rings, Dim Sims, potato cakes, and the first day back that afternoon, you will find me just tearing up as I order a um, an overwhelming amount of fish and chips. So that, that that's just something that I've um, yeah, I just I just crave for, and they're so close now. It's just a month away now. Um, um- just to compare to America's lack of portion control, what would you consider overwhelming <laughs> for an overwhelming amount? That I feel sick when I stop and in the the little wrap, the fish and chip wrap, because they wrap it in a paper. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, my, my goal would do to order enough to where I feel sick when I stop eating and there's still more in the paper than what I've eaten. Because <laughs> I've got to be sure. I, I, have, of to, course. I, I yeah. have to be guaranteed that I shorten my life through yeah. this. Do you think you also may accidentally tip the wait staff? Well, it's in Australia, so um, we will not be tipping anyone. Yeah. That's the one thing when I was visiting there, I was like, are you sure? Like, like I, I wasn't sure. Like, uh, like I thought maybe, all right, well, you're, you're, uh, you're playing a joke. I mean, making me look like a cheap American who, uh, who, you know, we were in a restaurant and like, no, you don't, you don't tip the servers. Everything's included. I'm like, really? Are you sure? We're just used to giving more money for things. It's, yeah. Well, the, the joke works in reverse. Yeah. When you're from Australia and you right. go to America, cause it's like, what you have to then, Give them another twenty dollars. Yeah. What? This, <laughs> yeah. Is, this has to be some sort of joke, surely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's um, it's it, it's really interesting. But uh, I'm sure many people have gotten um confused and uh, looked cheap either way. So there's uh, cheap Americans and cheap Australians for opposite reasons. So <laughs> international offense after international yeah. offense. So so um, good luck, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> So, Steele, I, I was thinking of you, and one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast is, you know, we all we often talk about Star Wars things, and uh, when you know, with the lockdowns and you know all the streaming services and uh, being home more, um, I finally got around to watching the Clone Wars on Disney, ah! and it was something I had um, avoided for a long time because I tried it a little bit uh, before, and I'm like, this is probably one of the worst Disney things I've seen in a long time there's um you know there's a a scientist with a german accent there's i'm not sure there's violence but then there's like cutesy 
uh, dialogue and characters that look like this is for four-year-olds. Like, I don't know what this show is supposed to be, and I'm not enjoying it. But I got through that first season, and I noticed that the show must have heard those complaints because it slowly got better and actually started becoming what it was supposed to be at the beginning. Well, uh, I, I do have to correct you. Yeah. That um, that's you're watching pure George Lucas, buddy. Really? Yeah, that's that's pre-Disney. The, the irony is, is that Disney have continued the cartoon. Yes. For season seven, which came out at right. maybe about a year ago on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and the Disney version, I, I, I guarantee, would be far more to your taste than the George Lucas version. But it evolved over time. Do you know what I mean? It, it did start oh, yeah. out where, like they 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 put three episodes together or something and made it into the Clone Wars movie that actually got a theatrical release. And the the main new character, Ahsoka Tano, just yep. started off a little bit too cutesy. Like, oh, yeah. And not only at, cutesy, like, like this Cupid doll voice. And then I'm like, well, are we sure she needs to be in a halter top every episode? <laughs> is that is that really good for uh, combat? I'm not it, sure. <laughs> it was the mid-2000s. It was a wild time. <laughs> but um yeah so it sort of like promised to sort of fill in this gap uh, this it came out after george had yes. finished his last trilogy so it sort of promised to fill in the gap of all those clone wars that were talked about um with anakin and obi-wan between attack the clones and revenge of the sith and which is the yeah. second and third movie correct yeah yeah, mm-hmm. and and if you stick it through, like it, it is a little bit too cutesy at the start, particularly with the movie. But um, if you s- kind of, I guess, after the third season, there is an atrocity of an alien in the third series. Have, have you got to that bit yet? I'm in the third season, and I feel like this is really where things kicked in. Like have there's got- this weird force planet where. Uh, uh, there's dark and light, and there's like a not Darth Maul, but there's like a big hulking enforcer that's from the same race as Darth Maul. I'm like, oh my god, this! I feel like this is a complete like they rebooted the show and didn't tell anyone. Are you talking about Savage Opress? Yes. Mm-hmm. What a name! Yeah, you know what I mean. No one <laughs> other than George Lucas could come up with that one for but sure. I think it's Darth Maul's brother. Um. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's it, there's you, what you're you got to brace yourself because it's a before you get into like the the, the good parts of it. In my opinion, you got to get past these shark people. So you're going to go to some underwater planet, and you're going to meet some shark people aliens, and it's a deal breaker. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you if you if you loved them in Suicide Squad, you will love the shark person in uh, the Clone Wars. But, um, yeah, there's, there's some storylines that that I don't jive with and they're a bit wacky, and, but there, there's a lot of fun stuff. The, as I say, like the, the ones that Disney did, they they do, the, the finale sort of ties in with the start of Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. So there's some crossover timeline and it's... Um, it's it's really good. It's really good. It, it it does do the controversial thing where it 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 does bring back Darth Maul. So Darth Maul comes back. Okay, yeah, I uh, figured that because he's in Star Wars Rebels. 
Yeah, and he's in Solo and like at the mm-hmm. end and, and all that right. stuff. And I thought that was kind of lame because you know he died in one of the the biggest films of all time. Yes, but what in a way that really left nothing to the imagination as to how he could have survived. <laughs> Well, how he could survive was he gets attached to a spider robot and, and off he goes. Um, but once you sort of, like, my sort of philosophy is I don't agree with this, but let's see what you do with it. So you can't, like, hold a grudge against the whole storyline, but you sort of just have to, at a point, go, I accept this now. I'm, I'm, I don't like how it happened, but let's just see if the story's... Um, any good and it is it, it, it is you know quite a um fantastic sort of look into darth maul goes a lot across a lot deeper but um yeah it, it's sort of one of those things that i think to stay sane as a star wars fan sometimes you have to do like you know you've got the kenobi series coming up and kathleen kennedy's promised a, a rematch of the century between uh darth vader and obi-wan kenobi and that will take place between Revenge of the Sith and Star Wars and New Hope. And oh. a lot of people, you know, in their headcanon, they never met again. And I, I'm pretty sure that's how George intended it, that mm-hmm. between Revenge of the Sith and then on the Death Star, you know, now I am the master, whatever. They never met again. And I, I feel I, like... I agree with that. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, because well, he, he was—he went to—he was essentially a hermit on Tatooine, so it really looked like he went into hiding. Yeah, and I always thought it was sort of like a cool penance that both Obi Wan Kenobi and Yoda were like, "Hey, we messed up. The galaxy's ruined. We've just got to eat it until the time is right, and and no long—it doesn't matter how long that takes." Um, we're, we're going to just, you know, hang out for a couple of decades and see how these, um, young Skywalkers work out. And Hey, you, you, you've seen the results. It paid off. You have indeed. Yeah. But, now, um, it, oh, sorry. Oh, um, I was going to, I was going to say the, um, because the one thing about the Clone Wars, when Disney got a hold of it, they, um, not only re-released them, but they also expanded them. They did another season. They have a spin-off, The Bad Batch, which I really liked, but I hadn't seen the Clone Wars before. So it actually got me more interested in going back to Clone Wars to kind of see uh, more of that world. And I feel like like what you were saying is everything just kind of like matured and got better with those storylines. Like even even Ahsoka's wardrobe um, matured, like, oh, like even the third season, oh, they're not mentioning that she changed clothes, but no more halter top. <laughs> now she's actually in more of a uniform uh, that would make more sense for uh, combat. Uh, but I feel like every once in a while, like Clone Wars would retcon some things they were doing without telling you they were retconning it. Like, well, it's, it's just going to be this way from now on. Yeah, I'm not too sure of how that worked, but I should say, this is just classic George Lucas, doesn't like to do anything in order. There, there is, like, the if you watch it just season by season, episode by episode, mm-hmm. that's not the continuity way. That's not, like, the canonical way or whatever. Like, so there's some episodes where, and, and, and they're very readily available, like Clone Wars viewing order on Google, and it will say, okay, watch... Season one, episode three, five, six, then go to season three, two, three. Like 
he just puts stuff out. He just decide during a season, oh, let's go back and tell this story. And, you know, it was peak Lucas where he was paying for it all. So it didn't matter how much um, it cost. And, 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 and Disney sort of put it on ice when uh, they came in. And I, I think maybe one of the reasons were there was not a profitable way at the time to put out such an expensive cartoon. And, and George didn't really care about the profit margin on it. Like he was just like, right. look, look, you know, put this in, you know, oh, we need all these new characters made up and stuff. So now that Disney sort of got that way to, to monetize it on um, Disney Plus, they could, they could spend the cash and, and get back in there. And I was... Um, in the room at San Diego Comic-Con when they had a special, it was like 10 years of the Clone Wars or something, and at the end they surprised the audience with the announcement that they were going to do the seventh season. And, like, it, it's not my Star Wars childhood, but, like, one of my friends next to me, it, it definitely was there, and the, the, it was the tears and the hugs and the, the, the good vibes after that um it, yeah, it's not mine, but it, like it's so endearing to see people um, so pumped about. Was stuff. that the time we we were at Comic Con and then they brought you outside and gave you a lightsaber? No, that was the next year. Oh no, that was a couple of years after that. That that, mm -hmm. that was like the Force Awakens year. Okay, um, got it. The 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 most perfect year of my life. Yes, <laughs> that was that was pretty amazing. Uh, I always like to remind people, too, because these episodes are still out there is when uh, Graham and I over at Comedy Film Nerds went to Australia uh, a couple days early just so we could see the movie earlier and went and saw it with you, did a podcast after. And I think we were up uh, almost two days in a row because we went right from the flight to do TV interviews. <laughs> and then we went and saw the movie and then did the podcast. I'm like, I, I don't know. I remember just saying to Graham, this is a trip for a younger man. So <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars makes you young. So, yeah, well, yeah, but it really and it, and it was amazing. It was I, uh, it was fantastic. I, I do have a distinct memory of being in my old apartment and the sun rising, like over the river, and just trying to remember how to upload a podcast. <laughs> yes, just like what? How do I file? Yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, uh yeah so perfect. now what if you Amazingly had to, like, brutal. for for sure um now if you had to kind of like put in order like as far as the clone wars went because now they're they're playing around like you said with the timeline a little bit like would you watch the first two movies if you could sit through them and then clone wars then the third movie or what about like bad batch and rebels where would you put those bad batch is pretty soon after Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. So that's like post. Um, because the final season of um, The Clone Wars, the one that Disney did, that goes into Order 66. So you see other clones doing their little click. And they actually, there's a really compelling um, storyline that sort of runs towards the end of the Clone Wars that runs into the Bad Batch, and that's about the like the program chip that's in there yes. in all the clones' heads, and mm -hmm. there's some some really interesting storylines around that that sort of, which is my favourite sort of Star Wars in between the movie content. It it doesn't 
cleverly twist things from the movies, but it enriches them. Right. So now when I watch the clones in Attack of the Clones, I'm sort of like, oh, that's what's going on with with those guys and with the um the not the Nemoidians, the com- Cameoians, which is mm-hmm. not the the comedians. They're from Camino. I don't know what you call them. <laughs> K dogs. Whatever. Yeah. Well, the um because I'm noticing a lot of things seem to be set in this um right before episode four, like between um, you know, episode three and episode four, because now you've got Star Wars Rebels was set there. Mm-hmm. But you also, um, like you have, when you have Bad Batch, you actually see Kanan as a boy at the beginning. So, you know, yeah. you see that kind of tie into Bad Batch. So I feel like that's kind of like um, where they've been concentrating a fair amount of effort. However, the other place that's super interesting is at the end of the uh, original trilogy, you know, after episode six, and then you've got like Mandalorian and book of Boba Fett. And I feel like, um, between sequels seems to be pretty fertile or between, I should say, trilogies seems to be pretty fertile ground to tell a lot of these other stories. Yeah. Well, it's a lot more easier than to do something between like empire and Jedi, which, you know, comics and books like to do, you know, Mm -hmm. between both or or the, all three trilogies, you've got like that 20 year, um, space time gap to fill in. So it, it, it kind of makes sense. And I think, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to see how it's going to work out with that revenge of the Sith to a new hope time period with the TV shows. Cause we have got a couple of shows coming based in that era coming up, but, um, the post return of the Jedi, like it, it's doing what I'd hope they would do. And that's like, pick a spot and just start telling stories from there up because Star Wars is so confusing. You know, people went to see Rogue One and they were like, why is Ray a different actress now? Like that, 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 <laughs> no, it's, it's like legitimate, you know, people that just, oh, there's a Star Wars movie. I'll go see it type, you know, Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it is a confusing thing. And, and that's where, Marvel is different because it's it's always been like a progressive story. And and you right. can tap tap in and out with, you know, if you want to see all the ones or you just want to see the big ones or you just want to see the Avengers or whatever. But it's always been the the current of the storyline has always been going forward. And you know, they have like a, a flashback episode or movie, I should say, like with Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch, Scarlet, Black Widow, Black Widow. I'm mm-hmm. I'm confusing Scarlett Johansson. That's yes. why I'm like, why am I saying Scarlet? Scarlet Witch. Yeah. <laughs> um, the With Black Witch. Yeah. What? Whatever. Scarjo. <laughs> I um. I, I once had um breakfast opposite her at the 101 Cafe, and it was um, it was compelling. I got to tell you. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I was very impressed. But um, the yeah. So it's sort of it, it's a cool thing that they're sort of going to have, like, you know, they did two seasons of the Mando. Then we're going to have the Book of Boba Fett, which hits at Chris or just after Christmas. And, you know, that will have time jumps. Like that will go back in time to visit, you know, other things that we know about Boba Fett. But it's like the current time of the show will be between Mando season two and Mando season three. So you've got that progressive storyline and then you've got like the Ahsoka Tano series, which, and, and that was something I was meaning to say before, 
for those that don't know, Ahsoka Tano, who de- debuted in the Clone Wars, has grown to be a like in the 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 type of fandom that goes to conventions and and listens to podcasts and stuff. That sort of Star Wars fan. It's a top. She's a top ten character, easy. Well, yeah, she's the um, she's the Harley Quinn of Star Wars. Where yeah, she was developed she was actually, from the cartoon. Yep, developed from the cartoon, and then uh, you know went back into everything else. And um, so she's played by Rosario Dawson in one one episode of Mandalorian season two, and so that's going to splinter off into another progressive story in like the the Mandoverse, if you mm-hmm. will. And um, it will also follow on the story that you're left with at the end of the Rebels cartoon finale. So, you know, it will feature, you know, the quest for, for Ezra. So right. it, it, it is, um, there's some really exciting interconnectivity going with all the projects, which some people, like it bugs them, like they sort of think, you should be able to tell a story without, you know, a, a cameo. And, and 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 particularly in the cartoons, sometimes they've just like the whole episode is pretty much been, look, it's a cameo. It's it's yeah. it's Lando. <laughs> it's Lando. He's saying lines that just sound like Lando's lines, but they're a bit different. But um, it is like when you're trying to please all these different Star Wars fans that want all different things out of Star Wars, and that's why Star Wars fans never agree if a film's good or bad, um, the, the interconnectivity, like, for some fans is, like, a major part of their enjoyment. Right. So as long as you're filling it in with, like, a compelling story and you're coming up with good reasons for the characters to intertwine, then um, whack that in as well. Yeah, and let's talk about that a little bit too, as far as content goes. Uh, like, you know, that you make some good points, like, especially with um, um, the way, like, you know, if an episode ends with someone going off essentially into the sunset, like a Western, you know, you know, it's an open ended question. It doesn't lock you into a certain storyline. It doesn't lock you out of a certain storyline. It's, it's the most open ended you can leave it. But I, I want to talk a little bit more about the actual choices for art style and uh, look of these shows. Because I remember when Clone Wars first came out, I'm like, well, it's a little blocky. It doesn't, it doesn't look great. But, um, and I'm noticing again, as the seasons progressed, there was a little bit more detail and the characters started moving a little bit more smoothly. And it was like the way Pixar, it was an evolution on the technology as it got better. That's why I was a little surprised when Rebels came out. Like there was a real choice to make it less detailed and blocky on the characters uh so uh, i i'm not sure like that's always the right way to go <laughs> like uh i think you can with the technology now we can have more detailed shows like a great example is bad batch bad batch, batch looks great probably the best out of all of them yeah well bad batch is like a continuation of that clone wars style mm-hmm. you know just modernized i i don't know if it's like the rebels way I have, like, no idea. Like, is the Rebel style of animation cheaper to do than that sort of 3D Clone Wars style? Like, I, I don't know if that's the reason they just went with that or they just wanted to give it it's a, a fresh It's a great look. question. Yeah, it's a great question because it's definitely cheaper. The less detail you have, the cheaper the animation is But uh, uh, for a computer. But at the same time, it's like at some point, you know, it's Star Wars 
spend the money. I mean, because even like the movements and the motion capture, everything just really looked like, um, you know, even blockier than mm-hmm. uh, and stiffer than Clone Wars did. I'm like, well, we shouldn't be going backwards. Uh, th- so I wonder if there was a choice somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I think it comes back to the cost. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Rebels was on like Disney now or something i don't i, I right I, I, it was it, one of the disney channels yeah mm-hmm. yeah i can't remember what it was it was disney oh wait you're listening to dis i can't remember because they used to have these really annoying sometimes well, they, they also had like it was like disney be an ad. yeah it, it was like disney it, for younger kids then it was disney for older kids i think that was like on the disney for older kids but i don't remember it was like disney junior disney um it's, i know it's a, or... it's a it's a red icon with a white disney because i remember <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah. anyway so it's not it wasn't like a, a disney like a, extreme it might have been it was not disney, extreme extreme. disney. <laughs> it, it was not um on sort of like a high like they were you know they were just putting it on their cable channel that just exists there so mm-hmm. it's um maybe it's that i i'm sort of like not to animation centric like it doesn't Mm -hmm. i'm more into like the the story and and stuff like that that like because i'm not much of an animation like fan do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um you know i loved it when i I was young but i you know i loved like like masters of the universe and and you watch that it's unwatchable oh yeah you can't get worse animation than yeah that that new one or you can talk about that later on but my heart beats for thee um and but yeah so i i think maybe they it could have been a cost thing but it never really bothered me the start of, like the clone wars at the start was a bit blocky and i don't know it reminded me a bit of like beast wars or something which right are just unwatchable for me mm-hmm. but um it definitely like once you get up to season seven and and like the ironic thing is some parts of Attack of the Clones look like a cartoon. So they kind of meet each other. Do you know what I mean? Like right. there's all those mm-hmm. animated clones yep. in Attack of the Clones. And then it's sort of like the animated, like their movement of the clones like is better. So sometimes they look, because one looks so much like a cartoon, the, the cartoon like matches up to the film. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of, sort of on par, but yeah, it's, um, and you can also, like, if you don't want to, because I know it's sort of like a weird thing to go, hey, if you can just part, get past the first couple of seasons. But right, yeah. you can also, um, all the stories or most of them are told in arcs. So it's sort of like a three or four episode little, like mini, like movie within the season. Mm-hmm. And, and you can just like Google which, what are the best ones? And, and you can sort of, you know, get rid of some that don't sort of weigh up in, yes. in, in the greater story. He's like, oh, Jar Jar, I'm going to skip that episode. Okay. Dude, there is a good, there is this amazingly good episode with when Jar Jar and Mace Windu have to go on a mission together. It sounds terrible. It's, it's, it's the best of Jar Jar. He, they, they just get the tone. Like, like it, it is like the, the sort of buddy comedy between them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's a surprisingly good get at me when you see the, don't skip that Jar Jar. All episode. right. I will. I'm going to have my fast forward button handy though. I'm just saying <laughs> we'll see, <laughs> but I will, I'll watch it. Misa uh, gonna see. <laughs> 
Now, Steel, um, we may as well just kind of continue this theme of uh, Star Wars because we've gotten, um, you know, pretty deep in. And, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on um, what's coming up because we've got these new shows. We've got Obi-Wan. We've got um, Book of Boba Fett. And we've got like another Mandalorian. And there are more movies in development, although it's been a little vague as to what we might see in the movie theaters next. Uh what are you looking forward to and what do you think might get kind of uh, uh, canceled or not out of development? Who can say yeah. at this moment? <laughs> it's, it, you know, there is, I, I think first up, like there's been a lot of director shifts and, and canceled movies and, and replaced directors. Yes. And I think, like I would love for it to go smoother. I, I want everything announced to come out because yeah. Then I, I mean, I, they're even talking about retconning the last three movies. Like, uh, like you dude, know, those are the rumors dude, on, uh, on, dude, on the internet. Dude, dude, no, that 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 that's like that's you're you're watching Star Wars Q and O, right? It, <laughs> it's, it's, figured, yeah. Like it, I, I, I'll, this is a public service announcement. If, yeah. If. You are watching or listening to content that says they're going to retcon the the sequel trilogy. Just it's untrue. Yeah. So, so yeah. what else are they right or wrong about? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, right. It's for for a certain segment of like the YouTube content creators. Um, you know, they've been saying that Kathleen Kennedy is getting fired. For four years. Oh, I so, was going to say a decade. You know, that's been that's been rumored for how long now? The well, she hasn't been hired for a decade. So yeah, um, okay. <laughs> but, but it was sort of like, you know, like it really picked up about four years ago. Like them, it's sort of like their way, their little internal pro wrestling storyline mm-hmm. to validate their um, displeasure that they can't deal with in a um, mature way. But um, also, they've been wrong for four years. So what else are they wrong about? Probably everything. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> um, you know, the the whole era of, you know, fake news and disinformation is not a concept that is that has forgotten pop culture and pop right. culture it's true enough. like media <laughs> and stuff. It, it's exactly the same. It's it's the same um, tactics and just saying what you want to be the truth. And so, yeah, but yeah, no sequel um, uh, retconning. You know, there, there might be content that explains things from them. Right. But we've just been talking about a cartoon series that went for seven series between two movies. Yeah. So, it, it, like, like, people, oh, they're going to retcon or explain it. It's like that's been Star Wars since day one is yeah. we get these little either whether they're books or comics or, or now we get TV shows and, and cartoons that, that have always gone back in and, and mined for for ex, extra explanation. So we it, I mean we got we had an animated uh literally an interstitial show um for the the uh the clone wars that before the computer animated one that was lit they were two minute episodes there yeah, were two the, seasons the, of those the, the what is his tartakovsky uh yeah gendy uh, tartakovsky i believe which um, <laughs> that that they just in the last six months got put on disney plus yeah so and they're fantastic they're they're really really good and uh, i i think the I, I remember watching them like a couple minutes at a time i'm like yeah i 
uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know if this is the right way to present them. This is a little more epic than that. And then when you get to see them all together, like, OK, well, yeah, this is this is a better way to enjoy them for sure. Oh, when they were first coming out, they were so frustrating because you just yeah. like wanted Star Wars stuff. And it's like a right. three like a three minute clip. Right. Like, That's oh. all you got. Mm-hmm. And it's like and, and also it's very stylized. And that was not to my taste. I wanted mm-hmm. more of like. I just wanted more story. Right. And, but it's one of those things that now you've got all these other cartoons and all this stuff and you can watch them in a click. You know, you can just do an hour of watching them all. It, it's so much more satisfying because it doesn't have that pressure of the time. Do you yes. know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. well fed. Mm-hmm. So back then I was, I was stinging, stinging yeah. for some <laughs> Star Wars. So where can people find you online? Is there a, uh, a Steel Saunders hub? There sure is um, that 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 in bit to quote George Lucas. It's uh, <laughs> it's like poetry; it rhymes. But um, yes, you can listen to the Steel Wars podcast just by searching Steel Wars S T W E L E Wars, and whether it's on iTunes or YouTube or I don't know all the other things that people use to get your podcast app of choice, or on Twitter, or on Instagram, or on facebook and you can just follow me at steel saunders and if you want to check out i love green guy letters which is um a, a pretty a pretty good comedy podcast uh that it's featured people from professional wrestler mick foley to mark Marin himself so oh you- graham and i did one once it was so much fun i, yeah. I remember it it was really uh it was really funny yeah you must guys have done a couple yeah, yeah. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think we have done a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Really fun. I um, highly recommended both. Highly recommend both podcasts. At um, I love green guide letters, and um, thanks for having us. Absolutely. And- well, that's great. So definitely uh, check Steel out and all of his shows. Uh, also want to let you guys know, um, for more info and other merch, you could go to whitecatentertainment.com. You could get t-shirts, signed books and graphic novels, mugs, A Quiet Journey's blanket, and more. You can also join a monthly mailing list. But there's other ways to help, too. You could spread the word about the show on socials, rate and review, get tracking quicker. You could also follow on Twitter and Facebook at White Cat Stories. Just look for the white cat either sleeping or flying with a jetpack. You can also contact the show about advertising or anything else on your mind through the website as well. Thanks, Steele. Again, this was great. Always a, uh, a full-size discussion and uh, got to cover a lot of ground as well. We mostly just talked about things that happen on ta- Tatooine, Chris. That's um, fine. That To me, that is the world. That's uh, that's where everything happens. So me, me, thanks me too, again, Steele. And I'll talk to you. Uh, talk to everybody later. Bye-bye.